Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today on Sense of Soul, we have Dr. T. Many call him a miracle worker, but he sees himself as a human engineer. And we are so excited to have Dr. T with us today. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. I'm great. How are you too? Good. We're expecting a beautiful day here in Colorado. So I have to cut this short then. It's going to be beautiful out there. You don't want to <laughs> waste your time with me. No such thing. And we can't wait <laughs> to talk to you and learn from you. And yeah. So what are those cool things above your door? Oh, that's my band of angels. That's a rock band. Oh, your rock band. Yeah, it's my rock band. <laughs> oh I got to give them a name. I got to give them a name. There's a drum. There's a guitarist. There's a violinist. They're just little angels. Well, you can see one in the background there. That's my favorite angel back there. Giant piece of quartz that I just got her a month or two ago, and she's just super powerful. Kind of holds down the whole place. That's yeah, so it's cool. got insects and rose quartz. You know, I, I mean, I don't know if you, if you know a lot about stones, but two stones create a frequency. That's how harmonics works. And so if you can find the stones that have other stones in them, those are the, usually the most powerful ones. That's all I know about stones. Don't ask me anything else. <laughs> I know the Rolling Stones. I know the Rolling Stones. <laughs> oh my gosh. So clearly you like rock bands and music. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Who's one of your like favorites? Well, I have to confess I'm a Grateful Dead fan. Awesome. I love, I love Grateful Dead songs. I love their music. You know, they just have such a connotation with Deadheads and Grateful Dead music, but I was into their songs before I knew anything else. I, mean, I remember the first concert I went to years ago. I was just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I was just like, yeah. This is- Okay, I you know I could I just couldn't wrap my mind around. I didn't go back for many years, but I love improvisational music. So I like Railroad Earth is out there. I like a lot of older music, all the '80s rock stuff, '70s rocks, you know, bands, kind of a little bit of everything. You listen to my my music list is like all over the place, and I I do write songs and play. I'm not good. I play my style. I played when I was a kid, and I stopped playing. And then I just started playing again, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago and have a few songs come in that I play. And I'm just like, okay, this is cool. This is a song, you know? And yeah, I, do, I definitely love music. <laughs> Shanna, I don't think I know this about you. What was your first concert ever? Michael Jackson. Michael he Jackson. beat it, Thriller, right before he burned his hair. Whoa. Yeah. I was born at a Rolling Stones concert. Well, kind of. My mom went into labor for me in New Orleans. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hysterical. My dad's to tell the story. He went across the Mississippi River and just Porsche with my mom pregnant, like over 100 miles an hour. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my I God. love that. Mine was uh, the Beach Boys. Really? I just, yeah, I remember my, our parents loading us up into like the, one of the bands that had like carpet even on the ceiling and it had, <laughs> you know, like the table that you could put in the middle and it would come out that had cup holders. Now you're aging me, but go on. I had one of those. Awesome. <laughs> we didn't have to wear seatbelts. So no. we, we, seat we were all just piled in there. And I don't know, our driver was probably stoned and who knows, you know, but all I know is I was like, who are the Beach Boys? hysterical you went with your mom and dad too what a, now that's a drag no i'm joking i could i can't imagine my mom and dad taking me to any concert so how cool is that for you <laughs> what was I, your I, first I concert my first concert was molly hatchet I'm, i don't even know who don't even know who they are yeah is. molly hatchet i think it was like in 1978 or some damn thing i mean it's a long time <laughs> i just saw they're getting back together for a reunion tour i just I had to laugh i mean it's just like oh my god like how old they must be now. Like I know I saw hard. a picture of them. I was like, oh my God. Is that yeah. I mean, I'm their I'm their age. That's the sad part. Son of a bitch. Life just goes so fast. And I was having a conversation with my son about it the other day because he's 22 and he's like, Where did my life go? And I'm like, You're 22. <laughs> <laughs> That's about to start. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm like, just wait when you have to actually pay your own bills, it goes by real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I always kind of love asking people about their first concert because it just gives you like a good way to kind of see into like our lives at the time. The Beach Boys, I remember was, of course, lots of beach balls like bouncing around and they were wearing like this swimsuit theme and it was hilarious. They were um, cool back in the day and they, you know, they have some great music. I mean, you know, God yeah. bless your folks for taking to see the Beach Boys. I would have loved to have seen the Beach Boys, you know, and the harmonizing that those guys did and you know their their, yeah. their love songs were beautiful yeah. and you know yeah. i love i love the beach boys i'm you know i don't listen to them often but i i you yeah. know i have a lot of respect for them and they they brought a lot of love to, to the planet and brian wilson's genius and all what yeah. and all his stuff he's gone through you know crazy that 
He's out there still doing it. You know, he's just still doing yeah. it. Yeah. Look at John Lennon. He went from like the Beatles, you know, clean cut to like, oh my God, I love John Lennon, y'all. And then you think about like the fat Elvis versus, you know, his clean cut first Elvis. Yeah. And, you know, you're seeing, I, we're seeing that now as generations go. <laughs> as you get older, you see this and it's just, it's amazing. But I love the music that's being played like on the radio. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Oh, what God. are they talking about? Music is so bad today, right? We're so lucky yeah. to have had what, what we've had. I mean, you guys are, you're, you're both about the same age, right? Yeah. They were yeah. like poets back then. Yeah. Oh yeah. And telling stories. Songs are supposed to be these stories. These, like I said about Grateful Dead, you know, they're, you, if you don't know them, just go read their lyrics. It's like reading a poetry book or a, a life story. It's spiritual. Yes, it's, therapy. it's therapy. I mean, I I mean, so many roads still. I can still sit here and just let uh, let the tears flow. I'm so many roads to soothe our soul. That's only one of the main lines. Uh, just, I love that. I tried to listen to one of you guys' podcast. I'm just so freaking terrible at computers. I can't stand any of this. I found you on another woman's website who she interviewed you too. And so it was really kind of cool. Oh, weird. I think it was Maroney or Maroney or... Oh, Myrony, Alicia. Myrony, yeah. yes. Sorry. Yes. Was that a long time Alicia, ago? Myrony. That's Myrony. Yeah. 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 Good friend. Of oh, she. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. anyhow, it was fun to listen to have someone interview you. Oh. So, but it was cool. She interviewed us kind of on our journeys because, you know, Shanna and I both got to the same place somehow, completely different roads. And, you know, that's what happens, right? Mine was very um, traumatic, you know, my near-death experiences. And Shanna's was also traumatic with losing her father and a lot of other loved ones. Hold up, y'all, this is so hilarious. I'm always like, when I'm on someone else's podcast, I'm like, ain't nobody gonna hear this shit, so I'll just tell everything. (laughs) 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 What I meant was in my family. Oh, that's funny. So he knows all. Oh my God, it cracks me up. He knows I know all everything. Things. Yep. <laughs> everything, Shanna. I haven't heard all the stories. Speaking of stories, let's talk about your journey. Where did it start for you? Well, it started with a near-death experience, really. I mean, you know, that's where it goes back to the angels and being saved when I was a little kid. And really it goes back before that because I was, you know, Catholic, you know, raised Catholic. And I, <clears throat> I just rejected the church. The first few stories was, was just, I was just like, oh, this is just bullshit. You know, even as a little kid, I was like, this is the dumbest damn thing. Can't believe I'm stuck here, you know, and I come from a family of seven and, you know, I was in trouble all the time. I was just always in trouble. You know, one of my favorite times is I scraped the ice off the wind, off a window inside the playroom. And I, and I peeked through this, you know, this frozen solids in Illinois. And I peeked through this hole. And there's Brian Shesta in there. Brian, Brian's walking over the swing and it's frozen and cold. I'm like, I knock on the window and he turns and looks and I put my, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm in like a second grade or something. Right. And I put my finger up against the window, you know, and, and uh, I, 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 like, ah! I get dragged off the window by the back of my hair by sister Georgia. She just hated me, you know, dragged me across the room and, didn't talk to me, didn't say anything, just dr- drug me over to the chalkboard, threw me there, and, you know, start writing, you know, you write until I'm done with you, you know. <laughs> I, mean, I will not flip someone off. I will not flip someone off. Yeah, exactly. It was something like that, you know. And, oh. and so, you know, this is kind of, that goes back to the early days, of, you know, it's just like, I was just a bad kid, you know, I was just, I was just a daydreamer. I just was never around. And, and the nuns, I mean, she used to chase me around. She was my organ teacher, by the way. And I was forced to play the organ by my mom and dad, mainly by my dad. And it was just, it was just hell. I would run out of the room. My brother would come in after me. He'd just probably, and she'd be chasing me out of the room, you know? <laughs> and my brother would be like, oh God, no, you know, <laughs> you know, Tony's got me, you know, left me hanging again, you know, because she tricked me. I, I could, you know, if you played a song, I, I would, I would play the song. I would play it by ear. I would just play it. And I'd always be like, um, yeah, I, I missed that last, that, that turnaround. Could you play that for me one more time? And she'd do it again. And I'd, I'd have it by ear. I'd play it. Okay. And one day she sat there and she flips the page. And then she flips the page back. And then she flips it forward again. And she realized I wasn't reading music. And she just went crazy. <laughs> so, wow. well, it should be nurtured. You shouldn't be punished for that. But you should learn how to read music. You know, I wish I knew how to read music now. I wish I was, I wish I was introduced gently and kindly and lovingly. But it wasn't. It was stuffed down our throats. And but long story short, the person playing uh, organ for um, funerals passed away unexpectedly, and I got thrust into funeral playing for funerals at like 12 years old, maybe 10, 11. And so here I'm this little kid in the church. I had full access to the church, and so every time I would come out from playing, I'd walk down to the front. There's the big Jesus up there, and when there was angels all around, right? There was you know angels on the side in this Catholic church, and I used to go down there and I'd just pray to Jesus, Jesus Christ get me out of this fucking town. 
I don't care what you do. Just get me out of this. God damn, I hate this place. And, and then I would look at the angels and I feel like this warmth come over me. And it was just like, oh, I love these angels. You know, I, I just remember that feeling as a kid, just being like, wow, I just love these angels hanging out. They're so beautiful. Yeah. You know, they were, you know, they were on the side, they were smaller. Jesus was a great big king, right? And I do remember that, you know, quite clearly. And this wasn't just once or twice. It was every time, you know, every time. And I would go in there and play and I would play, you know, I think, I think I got turned on to like the doors or something. And they had the Ray Manzuri was playing all the organ music. And so I was copying some of that and, and trying to improvise and have some fun with, I remember that just being like, oh, wow, this is, well, I, you know, these angels, I wonder what's up with that. And, and then, you know, years go by and, and then I was on a farm and I got shocked. I was, I was cutting a big uh, disc off a, off a giant implement and I reached across to move the ground and it was real misty that day. And that's, so, that's the only thing I can think of is what happened. And I got lit up and I knew I was an honor because my hands were open and I was shaking them and I was just shaking and they, these weren't coming off of me. I had done a welding class. I think I was about 12 or 13 years old and it blew me across the machine shed I rose up out of my body and looked down and it was just doctors standing around <clears throat> this table. I couldn't, so I didn't know it was me. I, I just thought I was hallucinating. You know, I think I smoked my first joint like a week before that, you know, I think I was still hallucinating. I, I had no idea. You know, Damn, it was that's some good weed. Being yeah, exactly. You know, you know, it was some, it was some shit roadside marijuana, you know, <laughs> that, that you know, Illinois We're green. Back in the old days where we had to pick the seeds out. <laughs> exactly. It was all seeds. You had to dig through the seeds to try and find the weed, you know, <laughs> But I was sure that must have been what was going on, you know, because there was smoke rising up off this table. And and then they kind of stepped back a little bit. And, and I saw, I was like, well, holy shit, that's me down there, right? And, I, and then this big light came on and it was like in the corner of my eye. And I'm, I'm like floating up out of my body. I'm looking down on this whole scene. And this big light comes up and it was a woman's voice. And and she said, okay, everybody stand back. And they all looked up and were shaking their heads. Ah, no, it's too late. And she was like, no, no, there's something here for him to do. And it was like a burst of, just like a flash of light. I love how this light is shining right in my hands. Me too. That's, an, that's, that's angels, by the way. Don't be confused. It's not sun coming through my window. No, it's, anyhow, I just, and I woke up, you know, just boom. It all happened like that. I just, I woke up on the floor and, and I kind of was just like, you know, this is like, nice. this is like 1978 or 77, some, you know, so, you know, I was 13. So yeah. You know, it was a long time ago and there wasn't, none of this stuff was out there. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have, I mean, I was in a small town in Illinois, Christ, the newspapers, well, we got our news and it was about two pages thick. And, you know, I made the front page many times. I love that. Actually, I didn't like that. I, you don't want to be front page news in Stockton, Illinois. <laughs> so I knew that I was saved by an angel. I mean, I knew that something happened there. You know, I rode my bike home and I slept for 24 hours and I, and I think it really messed me up for a number of years. I mean, I could, my, my, I had, my body went through some weird changes. I had a lot of weird, I had a lot lost sensation. I had holes in the bottom of my feet. My gloves had holes burned in them. It was crazy, but you know, but I was like a teenager. So I was getting ready to be, I, th I probably turned 13 right around then. And so off you go into your teenage years and you kind of just forget about all of it. Well, years ago, I asked my dad, I said, Hey dad, uh, you remember that time I got shocked on the farm and you know, Dale Eastlick was in the office and he said, oh, you got a bad son, Ron, you got a, you got, so I was coming down the next morning and my, and I had to stop at the top of my stairs to uh, come down into the office. My dad was a chiropractor out of the, out of the, out of the house that we lived in so, uh, myself and six brothers and sisters. There were seven of us, but I had to wait at the top of the stairs to come down and there was a patient. Well, the patient was the town electrician. And my dad was telling him the story. Well, Tony got shocked, you know, a couple of days ago, he's still sleeping, you know, and Dale Eastlick says, well, Ron, Ron, you just have a bad son. Now uh, he's lying to you. There's no way that he survived 480 amps on a Lincoln welder. He would be dead. There's no question. It's like electric chair is he's, you just got a bad son, Ron. Well, of course, you know, him, his, his son and, and, and me got in trouble a few weeks before that for stuffing a, a, an overalls full of leaves and throwing it out in front of a car in the roadway. So he had a reason to tell my dad, you know, I was a bad kid, right? You know, it was Jay's idea. I just helped, you know, <laughs> and, Anyhow, so I asked my dad a couple of years, a couple of years ago, I said, Hey dad, remember that time I got shocked? And I just wonder if you remembered that, you know, and, and what Dale Eastlick told you and what I looked like, what did I say to you? I don't really, I didn't really remember what I said to him. And he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and your mom remembered that. That's the reason we figured you were so messed up was because you got shocked when you were a little kid. <laughs> So, that's my dad you know he's god bless him he died just uh, about a month ago and he's a, he was a funny guy you know he you know he was an asshole he was a fucking jerk unfortunately yeah he takes you to a beach boys but he was a powerful and he was funny 
to everyone else, but he was a terrible father to us and us kids. And that. But, you know, most of us forgave him and got on with our lives. And, you know, you got to take the good with the bad and, and make the best of, of everything. So um, God bless him. Uh, he was, uh, he, you know, he instilled things in us. Uh, I think that, you know, I'm very grateful to have had him. And then going through life, just having different experiences like both of you have. A lot of times where I was like, whoo, well, I'm so glad I saw that little softball on top of that antenna on that car. And I swerved the last second to avoid having head on crash and killing everybody. And, you know, not getting into my best friend's car the night, right before midnight, that they went out and killed. They had a head on car crash and I was supposed to be with them. And I last second, I was like, yeah, I'm going to wait on so-and-so and and fire alarms going off an hour later and my friend's dead, you know, and, uh, mm. you know, so many of these experiences in life kind of take it for granted. And, you know, and, and when you're asleep at the wheel, like most of us, you can't see it. So you don't believe it. You, you chalk it up to an instance. Oh, it's just an instance. Oh, coincidence. Oh yeah. I'm glad that police officer stopped me and, you know, stopped me from killing anybody or myself that night. Or, you know, these are angels, you know, these are angelic interference. These are, these are angels interfering with our direction and helping us and protecting us. You know, fast forward through all the stuff I've been through, I was working in my office and this client came in and her uh, 18-year-old, she called him the saint. She had an asshole son and a saint. She brought the asshole in. She said, I'm going to bring the asshole in first and then I'm going to bring you the saint. And he was an asshole. (laughs) He was a jerk. (laughs) And and so I worked on him a couple of times, sent him on his way. And then she, then the saint was supposed to come in the next day or a week or so later. And she shows up by herself and she's white as a ghost. And I'm like, Hey, what's going on? Where's the saint? She said, well, he came to me this morning, three o'clock this morning, woke me up and said he was dead. I said, what? She says, yeah, he got hit by a car. He got hit by an ambulance on the way home from work. And he came home and his spirit woke me up and said, I'm sorry, mom, I didn't see the ambulance and you know, I'm dead and you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry to hear this. You know, I just, I'm just shocked, you know? And she said, yeah, he's telling me you, you don't believe me. I said, Oh no, I believe you. I just, I've never met anybody who can talk to their uh, dead son before. And she says, no, no, no. He tells me, you'll only believe me if I tell you, you have a shotgun wrapped up in a camouflage jacket buried underneath a bunch of boxes in your basement. (laughs) You're like, I believe you. It still chokes me up all these years later because I was like, nobody knew about that. My girlfriend at the time didn't want the shotgun in the house. We had just moved into this house and I said, okay, what does he want to tell me? And holy shit, she starts in and she talked for 10, 15 minutes nonstop of all the different times, all the things she brought up when I got shocked when I was a little kid, the near misses in car accidents. And I just about drowned one time, you know, I almost got caught in the army for hitting a drill sergeant in the head with a snowball, but thank God everybody kept their mouth shut. Um, I'm sure that would have been the end of my life had I gotten caught. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> you, you sound like me. I tell everyone I'm like a cat. I have nine lives. Yeah, I've used them. <laughs> it sounds like you may have ended up on the second or third page of the newspaper. Maybe not always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm archived in there somewhere. It's, it's embarrassing. They should do a movie on you. Uh, the overall stuffed with leaves thrown out in the road is hilarious. But hey, what else are you supposed to do in a small town? No, listen, you guys, I'm going to go to hell. I did shit like that too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I I reserved a spot down there a long time ago. The angels are just teasing me these these days. You know, they're just around for a little while until they turn me over. Especially since there's not one. So, but we're good. (laughs) Long story short, this woman tells me all this stuff about this house I'm in and how the angels are flying around. They've been following. They're kind of following me. They're surround. You can use them. You can help. You know, you can use them for healing. The reason they put me in this house in Los Angeles, which is a whole nother hour long story of how the hell we got this place with credit cards. And and somebody else already bought the house, but it was this, it's an amazing house in a neighborhood called Mount Washington. It had 40 acres of land behind the house in the middle of 30 million people. It wasn't mine. It was a reserve, but like here, all this energy is going to go now off to this hillside up into the mountains, blah, blah, blah. And I just was shocked. I was just in awe. I was just stunned. I didn't know what to make of it, you know? So they left. I kept trying. I was studying all these intentional-based uh, techniques. Uh, I was looking at all, all the different energetic techniques at the time. I studied all kinds of, you know, a lot of beautiful work out there. But I just could never access the angels in, in the manner that I thought that he was telling me to try to do. So I kind of started, I started forgetting about him. And she, she, she left. She disappeared. She went back to Israel. She was um, an amazing psychic who read the, the ancient scrolls around town in the synagogues and interpreted them for the rabbis. But she called me one last time, left me a message saying that she got in trouble, that, that they were mad at her because she was too accurate and they, they were jealous. And she said, I'm leaving town. And that, that was the last I heard from her. I hadn't even seen her after this uh, incident. 
Fast forward about seven, eight years, nine years, a woman comes in with a book, an old book that had a, had a chapter on angels. And it kind of talked about all the different angels, uh, talked about all the archangels. It talked about specific angels that did certain things. And then it got into the lazy angels. What you didn't call them lazy angels, but the angels that are just around all the time. And I, and that's what piqued my interest. I was like, oh, lazy. I just, and this, the idea has stuck with me, right? Lazy angels. So, so she says, I want you to do this. And it was this whole process that you had to do. You had to, you know, put candles around you, sage your space and do all this stuff, get ready for this. And then call them in a certain way. You had to talk to them this way, or they wouldn't listen to you. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, this is, this is just bullshit. This is just stupid. There's no way in hell I'm going to do it like this. Well, I don't care. Just do it however you would do it. And so I did it how I would do it. And we had a miracle, bonafide miracle right in front of us in 10 seconds, maybe 15 seconds. I mean, it goes so fast, but it was a, an absolute miracle. She, was, she had an unusual burning, her eyes, her nose, her uh, mouth, her throat, her anus, her gastrointestinal tract. It went through her whole body. Uh, and we had, I don't know, I treated her 10, 15 times for it. She'd seen everybody in LA for it. She knew every doctor in town. She uh, had, had every device put on her that's out there, you know, everything from Rife to, oh God, all the Russian stuff that's out there and Chinese stuff that's out there. She'd done everything for this thing and it disappeared <clears throat> in 10 seconds. And I, we just were, I mean, I, we, she cried. I almost cried. I was like, God, I don't even know what the hell happened. So that was the start of it. And that was probably 10 years ago now. And so that's all I've been doing for 10 years. That's all I do. I ask angels for help. Doesn't matter what you're suffering with. Doesn't matter what's going on in your body, whether it's a pulled muscle, whether you have a backache, a neck ache, a hand pain, a wrist pain, a finger pain, an eye pain, a nose pain. It doesn't matter. But that's what I do. I just use the angels to make these corrections. That's where I'm at. That's what I'm doing. That's why I'm here. Wow. You use the lazy angels? <laughs> get this picture that you're hanging out in a beach right i mean i do a lot of work i do all this crazy work but i also have properties in nicaragua i go down there in the winter time because i can't stand the cold growing up in illinois on a farm so i just like okay i needed this spot and i bought it i don't know 15 years ago three places actually so i have my own disc golf course i'm a disc golfer so that's what i do for fun oh awesome yeah disc golf so i have a course down there and i actually just sold my beachfront lot because i just was tired of being right on the ocean front because everything needs maintenance all the time this golf course i always thought oh my god i gotta keep my ocean front spot the disc golf course is so far away from the ocean it's exactly five minute walk a slow <laughs> five minute walk. Oh, so, that is a horrible walk. So I, so I moved into, I have a, it's a second story tower underneath a water tank. It's a, it's a whole one tee off and a tee off a whole 10. And I put a room underneath the water tank when I built it 15 years ago. And so I just moved into that room. That's my bedroom. And then I put a kitchen and I already have bathrooms on the property. So I, so I live on my disc golf course now when I go down there, it's, it's kind of magical <laughs> and kind of funny. Like, yeah, that's just how I roll. So when I say lazy angels, it's probably just a reflection of me. Your <laughs> <laughs> vibe. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Disc golf is it kind of like golf? Yeah, it's exactly like golf, and it, you know, it's kind of it's spiritual. You know, you have this little, you know, I have these these mini discs that you give a little life to. It comes right off your hand, and it's a lot harder than it looks. Nothing, there's nothing like a great shot having this little disc fly through these trees and. You can throw these things a mile. You can do all kinds of cool shots with them. They're just, it's just so damn much fun. And we played uh, disc golf when I was a kid. Just, oh, hey, let's, who can hit that can or the slide of that tree? You know, we would have these courses set up on these different farms that we would play on. But then I, I went to uh, San Diego in 1985. My buddy who was a farm we used to play on said, hey, Tony, did you know there's a real disc golf? I said, what do you mean there's a real disc golf? He said, yeah, they got baskets and this and that and that and this. I said, we're going. He says, well, we got to wait till morning. I said, well, shit, we'll wait till morning. We're going right now. So I forced you know, like we came home from the bar and I was like, that's it. We're going right now. And we walked down the street and played like at 2 30, 3 o'clock in the morning. And then I was I've been hooked ever since. I'm gonna go play just golf with you. <laughs> you should you know, you know, I was thinking about angels because it's hard to not see that they are crowning you, like even right now. Do you see that man be like right perfectly? <laughs> I've, I've been kind of setting that up this Yeah. So part of my journey, well, I grew up Catholic as well. So part of my journey has been grieving my religion and expanding outside of that box. One of the first things that came to mind when I decided to pick up the Bible and read it for myself was, holy shit, are angels aliens? They're defined almost identical. Yeah, well, I agree with you. I mean, they could be, you know, I don't have the definition for them. I know no one owns them. No one has a birthright to them. They have free will. They get to help whoever they want to. They don't help everybody. I just think that it's kind of like a parallel universe or another realm. We could call it another realm that they you know, observe us from. 
you know, they can't do a lot of certain things physically, but energetically they're able to interfere their frequency based or vibratory. Um, you know, I, you know, I've, I've never really thought about that, you know, the definition of them much more than that, but yeah, they could be alien, but you know, I wouldn't, that wouldn't bother me to the idea that they're an alien energy that is here to help us. They're both from above. Yeah. They're both, you know, not human. Of course, we totally had it wrong on what an angel looked like, according to the Bible's description. They're terrifying. I always thought cherubs were cute little angel babies, but then the description in the Bible is like, oh my God. But you know, <laughs> I don't know that. Chariots of fire, really. They just probably didn't have the terminology for spaceship. Very possible. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you know, when I had that uh, experience when I was a kid, it was just a super bright. It was a super bright. I couldn't look at it. I was just like, oh God, what the hell is that? And in this woman's voice, you know, I don't know how much of that was my mind interpreting what was happening. I don't know. You know, I've had some really um, crazy experiences with them. I've had full body take over your whole body, your mind, spirit, and have this complete immersion uh, with them. I've had that happen a couple of times, um, usually when I'm not paying attention. Um, and it feels very alien-ish. I'm certainly not afraid. I think they're good. I think they're here for good. I don't think they're bad. Uh, I don't think they're negative in any way, shape, or form. Maybe that's what makes them an angel, is those are the good ones. They're more angelic, their energy. Could definitely be. You know, an you said something earlier that interests me. You said they don't help everyone. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, you can't help everyone with them. You know, you just can't. Again, they have free will. Sometimes people are just like, you know, so resistant or... You know, uh, the, uh, many times people will be like, hey, I want you to work on my, you know, my dad. He doesn't believe any of this or, or my husband, you know, he doesn't believe any of this stuff and yada, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And like, well, you sure you want to spend money on that? Because, you know, it may not work. And many times it doesn't. If someone has absolutely all the filters are up and, and on all the time, it, it's hard to go through that. You just relax your mind a little bit. It usually works. They, they usually come in and do the work for you. There's so much programming. You know, we're programmed yeah. from, the time, from the time the sperm hits the egg. We're programmed. Mom programs us. Dad programs us. Everything they see is programming us. So it's yeah. not one's fault that they can't heal, you know, from something. You know, I have amazing results, but not always, not 100%. Yeah. You know, I'm still not walking on water, though I expect to soon. <laughs> I kind of vibed by watching all of your videos and, and the people that you've helped. There was a lot of self-trust in this. Like the, the moment that you really connected from there on, it was like, no questions asked. I'm going to continue my work. This is what I know I'm here to do. Shannon and I tend to always go down these rabbit holes. Like for example, the alien angel one. We're researchers. We have detective minds. We're always searching for answers. I'm a bit of a skeptic sometimes, but I've really felt like for you, even with your answer to her question about aliens and angels, like you saw the results, you know that you're helping others and you just ran with it. And this is who you are and this is what you do. And you've seen many, many miracles happen. Every day. Yeah, I love every that. day. Every day. So you're not every. like, what's your name? Where'd you come from? <laughs> what's your last name? Who's your daddy? <laughs> that yeah. would have been me. <laughs> no, well, you know, when you've when you've had this experience that I've had, you know, I expect it every single day. And and you know, you get something weird like yesterday, uh, this for example, I had a woman with nine to ten pain in her butt. One spot in her butt has a knife stuck in there, and she's been to everybody, neurologist faith healers, chiropractors, acupuncturists, you name it. She's been to them, everybody for two years. And she's got this thing, right? And it's nine to 10 pain. It's a knife in her ass. Can you imagine walking around with a knife in your ass? I mean, uh, you know, I can't, it's just crazy. This is the kind of thing. It's like, yeah. you know, what the, what the hell do you do with that? Right? Uh, what do you do? Well, you better have faith because if you don't, you have no business even starting. So this what we teach in this class I'm doing is, you know, we, I show you within the first hour, somebody who has zero experience in healing. I don't know. I don't know what you call it. I hate to call it miracles all the time, but what the hell else do you call it? So I worked on her and the angels just kind of pull you around when you've been doing this long enough. They kind of pulled me, pulled me right inside her spinal canal. And there it was, some kind of bug in there inside her spinal canal, eating away at her discs, eating away at her nervous system. And it's all showing up out, out in her butt. Now, everybody's working on her ass. Everybody is, everybody is, everybody is all over her. They're grinding her. She's like, you would, I can do more sit-ups than you. I can do this and that more than you. And she's doing physical therapy for two years, all these things. And it had nothing to do with where the cause was coming from. And by the time we were done, it was 70% better. Now that's a miracle. If you ask me, if you've had this for four years, three or four years, a knife in your butt, nine to 10 pain, nonstop, can't sit and can't lie down, can't sleep. That's a miracle. 70% is a miracle. 
And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and for her, she goes, well, it's not gone. I'm like, well, it's not gone. You've had it for five years. You think there's any damage in there? There's, of course, there's nerve damage. So it's going to take some time. But when you get 70% out of something like that, I'm 100% I'm sure that that's going to heal now. And science yeah. neurologists don't even think that that can heal. They don't even believe that a cranial nerve can heal or a spinal cord injury can heal. You know, and when it happens, they're like, oh, this is, you know, defies logic. It defies science. And, you know, science is always wrong. Science, you know, follow the science. That's the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Follow the science. You should be a skeptic. I'm the biggest skeptic there is. Mandy, I love that you're skeptical. And I love that you both are researchers and look into stuff because, you know, that's what we need. We need people who, who don't get locked into all the bullshit and the brainwashing. Look at the brainwashing going on. Follow the science. You know, they hung the guy who told them to wear gloves when they operate, Right. They didn't wear gloves for 40 years. He says, hey, I think we're spreading disease doing this, right? what they do? They hung him. <laughs> oh, gosh. I didn't know that. Oh, oh yeah. God. If they didn't God. hang him, they threw his ass in jail until he hung himself. I don't remember the story exactly, but that's what happened to the guy wow. who told him, hey, we need to be wearing gloves because we're spreading infection. <laughs> they now look at us. <laughs> we're like completely paranoid wearing everything. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, all, uh, yeah. brain, it's all brainwashing. There's, there's some classes here that people take um, angelic Reiki. Is it similar to that? Is that what you teach? Can you teach other people to do what you do? Yeah, yeah. that's the whole thing that I'm, one of the reasons I'm out here is I had, my clients have been pushing me nonstop for, I don't know, seven, six, seven years now. Sharon is out there somewhere. She's the worst one. I can't stand Sharon. If you see this, Sharon, I hate you. She wouldn't stop. This is a woman who wouldn't stop. Every time she come, I'm like, come on, just get on the table. I don't want to talk about teaching this stuff, you know, and, and she's like, oh, you're gonna, it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen. You've got to teach me. Well, she is the one who finally brought me somebody who was like, I can help present this to people. I can do this for you. I know how to do websites and podcasts and yada yada, all the stuff. And so I have a team behind me that that is is pushing all this stuff out. And so when I said, okay, I'm going to look into teaching, the angel started coming around, showing, giving me hints. And so I think you guys were talking about. Yeah, on that podcast, you were talking about certain things that happen. It's just like, this is magic. The man who saved you when you were uh, young and he passed away and then the son 20 years later saves you. Things happened to me that just, I was just, you know, I'm curious. So something doesn't work. I'm curious. I don't, what keeps me up at night is the people I can't help, the things that I can't change. You know, that's what, I mean, I was up all night last night because I had that miracle yesterday, but then I didn't have a miracle with somebody else. And that person was just my mind. I'm like, how the hell, what the hell? How is it that we didn't have that change? You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to see her later today. I'm going to fix it. But having that level of curiosity opens you up to some of these ideas and thoughts and things, you know, the universe opens up to you. And so when I agreed to say, okay, I'm going to put together a way, a means of uh, teaching this stuff, it all started coming through. So how I do it is basically is thought transfer, it's thought transfer. And I saw this years ago. I saw this years ago on when I was doing a hypnosis training. This woman had all these great old tapes, all these old VHS tapes. And one of them was from the late 60s. And it was these two cats down in Georgia doing nonverbal hypnosis. And I'm looking at this going, I must have watched this. I burned it up. I can't find the tape. I burned the tape up. Damn it. I should have copied this. You can't find it anywhere. It's out. It's gone. I've looked through all my boxes. I moved a couple of years ago and I can't find it. And I remember when I, when I was using it so much, I remember I damaged it, but I, I, I thought I still had it. I could you know, replicate it. I kept it, you know? So anyhow, long story short, they would come up and grab a hold of somebody, move their hand, move their hand, touch their head, rub their head, do all these different things on the body. And the person would slowly slip into a hypnotic state. Kind of like when you're drive somewhere and you don't remember driving, but you arrive kind of like that, right? Real light trance state. And then they would give her suggestions non-verbally and she would come back a week later. They refilm her. Oh, I stopped smoking. I lost weight. I kicked my boyfriend out. I told mom to go forget it. I'm not talking to her anymore. And I feel great. I just, it just blew my mind. I was like, what the hell are they doing this? You know, what, what's really going on here? Well, that's, it's all intention. They're using suggestions via intention to tell this woman that, you know, smoking is bad. You'll die if you keep smoking, but they're using intentions to plug this knowledge in. So I looked at that for a long, long time. And, and that, that was when I started having dreams about it. Once I agreed to do the training, I had dreams about that tape. I long forgot about it. And then I started remembering that like, Hmm, there's something else here. So I started looking into that. And then I get this present from the angels and it's this, an old doctor who was, uh, he was, he was into stones. He actually was a vibratory doctor. And he had come up with some concepts that were just fascinating. 
uh, on how to access and open physically open uh, parts of the brain, parts of the mind, basically uh, using an energy that comes out of your hand. And so I started investigating this and checking this out and sure enough, it works and it works. It's unbelievable. It's instantaneous. And it's, so it's basically thought transfer. And so I'm able to open this up, plug in all this knowledge, close it back up and you are, you have the full access right away. Now we all have access to angels all the time. We all have this access, but what I'm plugging in is this experience and this confidence and this vibration. And so that's what I think is uh, I'm able to transfer immediately and have you be able to do it immediately. I just had a woman call me last night who was in my last class. She's terrified of this whole thing. She's just like, I can't believe I'm spending this money. I can't believe I'm coming down there to get this training. There's no way in hell I'm going to be able to do this. Super smart woman. She's an attorney. Uh, she's a mother now, um, but she's wanting to change. You know, she wants to help people on a different uh, level. She's just terrified at the class, right? She's like, oh God, whatever you do, don't call on me for anything. Don't even ask me what time of day it is. I'm so, oh yeah, don't worry about it. I'm not going to bug you at all. So I did the, I did this thing all the way around to everybody. I got done. I said, anybody have a headache in here? Two people raised their hand. One was on the far end of the room and another one in the middle. So how bad is it? The one girl's like, oh, I've had it all night long. It's nine to 10. It's all around my head. It's behind one eye. It's pounding. The other one was like, it's, you know, it's a five, um, but it's a headache. I can't get rid of it. I, I'm thinking of taking an aspirin. Okay. All right. And I slid across the room over to her before we did any training at all, because it helps to have not just the plug-in code. It helps to have more knowledge on quantum mechanics, what these angels are actually doing, how to physically activate them, how to test, how to access consciousness. Just having this knowing that we have this access and that we have these angels around us, guiding us directing us into the future, helping us manifest our desires and wants, protecting us, loving us, forgiving us, having mercy on us. Having that knowledge is, is huge. And you know, it's just beautiful. I mean, what a beautiful thing to pass on to people. I know there's a lot of stuff out there on angels, angel resonance, the Reiki angel, all these different things. I just don't see them doing what we're doing. We're, we're, it's because of this knowledge that I picked up over 25 years of doing this work, so far ahead of what's out there, it's just insane. I mean, I've been treating pathogens and nerves for 20 years. These cell wall deficient forms, you can Google it. Anybody listening, Google cell wall deficient forms. Take a look at that. You want your mind blown. There's a book out there, Alita Matman, I think their name was. I pick that up every, I don't know, every month or so. Just flip open a page and be like, yep, I knew it. Because it's just full of all these disease-causing pathogens that uh, science has no idea about. They have no idea of what to do about them. And what did yeah. you say for people to research cell wall? Cell wall deficient forms. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, I've gotten to the point now, I don't, we don't define any of these. We just ask about pathogens, Is pathogens causing this, pathogens causing that. And I just teach you what all of them are. There's nanobacteria, there's mycoplasms, there's parasites. We have all of these things all of the time. You have them now, I have them. Every, we all have them all the time. But the question is, do they get out to play? Are they able to, are, is there a reservoir of them? Do they get out to play? Do they get into the central nervous system? There are imbalances. And I mean, half of these emotional things that go on with people are pathogens. No one will talk about it because they don't have a pill for it. But you, if it's in your family, if, you're, if your mom's depressed and, or your dad is depressed and his mom is depressed and grandpa's depressed and people committed suicide five generations ago, those bugs are all passed on. And that explains why you have always had it. I see this for sure every week, you know, words out, self-deprecating thoughts on this. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm rotten. I won't get out of bed. I don't want to work. I don't want to do this. Other. All this negative self-talk. So many times that's a pathogen. Depression. You have a receptor for dopamine out there and you have a nanobacteria in your bone marrow, say, for example, that's creating uh, red blood cells that has a pathogen in it. And red blood cell dies every 22 days and releases that pathogen into your normal bloodstream along with all of its waste products. Those waste products mimic dopamine. And then so they come out, they fill up that receptor. Now there's only one receptor for dopamine. Does the body get rid of this out of a receptor? Hell no, it doesn't, can't recognize it. doesn't know what the hell it is. That's what I think is happening. Even addiction in families can be a pathogen. I believe so. I believe so. I do think that's more of an energetic pattern. I do think mm -hmm. that has a tendency to be more energetic than a pathogen, but I do find that. I do find yeah. that. And you no know, addiction, you know, so that's a tough one, you know, that's using energetic pattern or transfer, energetic transfer, a morphic field of addiction, alcoholism. So many smart people get hooked on heroin, right? What the hell is that, right? They're creative, they're smart, they're intelligent, but they want to escape. 
you know, and, and it's just, it's just crazy. So many times they just start resonating with that field and, and, you know, it's glamorized out there, unfortunately, you know, I don't want people calling me for addiction. There's other ways of going about that. I wish I was better at it. I'm just not, I don't know. I mean, I've had some, I've had a lot of success over the years, but it's just not something I find that I have as much as I would like. It's tough. It means you got to see somebody a lot. I, I prefer yeah. to see somebody a couple of times and say, go have fun in your life and, and call me every three months. That's what, that's how my practice is. And you got yeah, it is. To it. It, it takes a lot of healing. So you can help people with emotional and physical issues. Absolutely. So many times emo- it's emotion that's causing the physical. I mean, yeah. you know that. Yeah. So many times it gets locked in the body. It doesn't matter what you, what kind of stimulus you do. I find that this stuff has creates these blips in, in your matrix. And these blips are erased by a vibration from the angels. Now, there's so many, all the techniques out there have definitions of these things. I first uh, found this, the hell is his name? Weatherill was his name. It's out there. It's at alphapub.com or some damn thing. And he was a businessman back in the 50s. And he just talked about doing the right thing. And if you, if you do the right thing, you don't pick these uh, distortions up. And he called them distortions. I think he called them distortions, I think. And so that's where I got this concept app. And, and then as I studied over the years, I would find all the techniques out there have some kind of definition. And some of them say, oh, ours is the best. You know, ours is the best definition of it. And, oh, ours, are, no, we've, we've discovered 15 of them. And we have, you know, the master. And it's like, okay, angels know better than all of you guys. <laughs> and they, they just know how to clear these distortions up, like instantly. Absolutely correct. And that, that I align with and, I, and in my experience as working on a body worker and also an energy worker and, you know, working with angels. I, I mean, for me, I never called them in. They just start coming in. <laughs> and yeah. I don't think I've ever had a session that there hasn't been at least someone um, present there to help and assist with in my healing. But I do kind of feel like I have a posse. Um, and I recognize them by their unique energies after time. Do you have individual angels that you work with or are they random? It's totally random for me. I can feel, I do have like a kinesthetic sense of them uh, as, as I start working. And then of course there's, you know, the clairaudient uh, factor, you know, uh, component of, of the work I do. So, and that's something else, you know, I try to teach everybody. I, it's part of the download that I do. I, I download how to access consciousness. Well, what we do, what I teach you is how to access consciousness because consciousness has all the information. You know, you could call it whatever you want to. I just call it consciousness. Right. It's how we're all connected. It's, uh, you know, Kashic records. Sure. I don't care what you call it. Um, it's all the same thing. And so I, I show you how to access that to find out what's going on with somebody. And in that, I'm also plugging in this idea of how to do that, how to not only access that, then have this, be able to access the angels to have them come in. From there, it's science. It's like, okay, well, what is it? Is it a spiritual issue? What I teach is it's either a thought or an event that comes through the ether that follows our soul around that is still creating problems in present time. So that's each thing, spiritual, physical, or emotional, they all have the same amount of affect on us. You know, so many uh, modalities teach, oh, it's a 90% spiritual. No, it's not. It's 30, 30, 30. There's, I mean, you can hit the motorcycle and break your leg in four places and you have pain for years and years and years. 30% of that's physical. Uh, the rest of it's emotion and spiritual. Yeah, I mean, that's just what I teach. That's what I find. Being multidimensional beings, how can you just, you know, work on one system? It's like just yeah. working on half a person. Yeah. You know what else they just discovered for the, like while you're talking um, earlier about the thought transfer? Is that I, since I was very little, I've never even remembered this until right now. Do you know, I used to always try to do that. I used to always, I used to sit there as a child as early as I can remember. My prayers were different. I was trying to place my prayer within the person. I've never. That's beautiful intention. That's intention. I still do that. That's probably what's working for you. Should we do a blast on YouTube? You know what? Actually, um, I would love that. So I was going to share with you that I'm on like no sleep. I don't even know that I brushed the top of my hair today because <laughs> I was up. You brushed on, the like, bottom? I just did the front. So I looked somewhat okay, but I don't think I got the back. <laughs> I love it. Just the front. Yeah. Here, look, I'm okay. I'm okay yeah. in life. Hey, I'm doing good. And then the back is like, ready? Hold on. Let's look. <laughs> oh yep mandy i love it i love it's it like when you came out your coma <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Okay, so speaking of coma, I've, I was in a coma a couple times. I have very rare asthma. I don't get like, I don't get warnings. I just fall down and I end up in a coma. Anyway, my daughter last night had asthma all night. Like asthma has affected my family so much. It's insane and allergies. So I was up with her. She's upstairs right now. Actually, I heard her a minute ago. She's six. She's got a horrible cough. And so yeah, anyway, a, that I, I'm very interested in learning about this for asthma and allergies. Yeah, you just need to, you need to come take my class. Little mothers out there need to come and take this class because you'd just be shocked. It pisses yeah. me off. I fixed this one mother. She's got three kids. Now I'm broke. They don't call me anymore. <laughs> yeah. It actually yeah. makes me very happy. It makes me very yeah, happy. Yeah. This is transgenerational. So either your mom or dad have it also, right? My dad. Yeah. And then right now we have Shanna over there fogging up her glasses, taking off her clothes because she's having a hot flash. <laughs> I'm freaking dying. Like, and then this, like, we had a beautiful guest on who said, imagine a volcano. Well, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> the last thing I would really, you know, imagine. I, need a I just thought off. here, I thought I had a really nice filter on me and I was like, damn, she's taking her clothes <laughs> off for me. Fuck, I better buy three I of was these. Like, Dang, what is she doing over there? I see her taking <laughs> off her shirt and then her glass. My daughter brought me a personal fan. I'm looking around, I don't have it. I'm like, God, I'm dying. Oh, how, how funny. So I'm going to start with uh, Shanna because she's right in the middle of it right now. <laughs> and um, you're literally having it right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So, 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 so just take a breath in and breathe out. Just start, just kind of relax your mind a little bit. We don't need a deep state of meditation, but they do like your mind to be just relaxed a little bit. And this usually takes a little bit of time because uh, all your blood has to pass through your body in order to clean it up better. And people don't know that hot flashes are a liver problem, have nothing to do with hormones. Everybody's taking hormones, it's just unbelievable. There's so much freaking lies and baloney out there. It's just, ugh. Because they don't have a means of checking, uh, checking anything, anything with consciousness. So it should already about now to be cooling off I'm also very fuzzy. All the time or right now? Do you have like brain fog? Well, yes. But I mean, I can go into rather quickly. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But I do feel better already. But my whole yeah. body is fuzzy. Yeah, your whole body should be. I'm in your circulatory tract now. So I started with your liver and then I go to the circulatory tract. And that thing I showed you about those receptors that get blocked, that's what happens with uh, different poisons. Uh, and especially with women that, um, you know, that's, you know, are going through a uh, menopause. It's, uh, here we go. Let me just focus here for a second. Sorry. I need to shut up. You sh I should have told you before we started, you got to tell me to shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Dr. T, shut up. Shut up, dude. We don't want to hear your mouth anymore. Okay. That should be really coming around now, but you're, the proof is in the pudding for you. How, how are you feeling now? <laughs> Yeah, I feel normal again. Yes, a little bit, just a little bit more here. And then we're going to do something for both of you. You both need this. And, and it's so funny, you know, you you try to mind your own business and just do what you, you're asked or told. But, you know, there was uh, earlier, it was just very loud. There's a few things that you need that, you know, that would be nice to do for you. So we're going to do that in just a moment. So let me just finish that. You should go on my website for sure. And uh, get the um, lymph video is on there. There's also Relax to Heal would really help you as well, um, Shanna. And what else is on there? Oh, we're giving away a house this month. This is really bad. I've, been, I've told this joke so many times. Anyone listening that heard it before, um, sorry, I just my favorite joke. He says, well, we're giving away a house. Um, it's a bird house. Or it's a mouse house. <laughs> <laughs> so Shanna, let's just have you just take a little breath in. So just take a little breath in. And a little breath out. There you go. And uh, asthma. Okay, so your daughter, huh? what's your daughter's name? Sloan. Sloan, and she's six. So you can, you know, you're seven. I, yeah. seven. I okay, so, so let's have you just take a breath in and relax your mind, Mandy, for just a moment. Okay, and let's just take a look here because this is a pathogen and this is a, and this is a, from dad and his mom and dad, his mom. Yeah, this goes back one, two, uh, six generations. So it's old. So it's Sloan and Mandy. Mm -hmm. 
Now this is a this is a really small. It's really small. Do you know? Did your dad break any bones in his body? I don't know. Yeah, I mean he's he's definitely has when he was like sixty. He broke. Uh -huh. And he is still with us. Yep. Good. Yeah, this is a uh, this this one's a little more difficult to to treat because it's so tiny. Uh, I know that both of you are going to feel better, but we this is something that I would be like, you know, we're probably going to need a session or two because it's tiny and these things yeah. hide and they hide and they hide and they hide and they don't come back out to play for a year or so. So that's what's happening with you. You have mm -hmm. an asthma attack. You're good. You pass out. You go into a coma. You go to the hospital. They give you all the drugs or whatever, or, you know, whatever you have, ibuterol, which is awful for us. I know. And so we knock down the populace and they go and hide. They have sex, they have babies, they have kids, they go a whole freaking city and then they come out to play again. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm wiping out a lot of that reservoir here in you right now. It looks like your knees, some of your joints. Do you have achy joints? Oh, yes. Well, there you go. I told you, you didn't tell me. Yeah. So, I so your joints are all heating up here. So your joints are heating up. And so what that means is that's where the reservoir is of these. And so I'm just going to clear all these out for you. So do this here with your arms. Do like this, up and down like this for me. Because they love the shoulders. Oh, my shoulders hurt all the time. Okay, tell me when the pain's gone from them. Should be going about now. <laughs> they quit cracking. Yep. And tell me when the pain's gone. Keep doing it until the pain's gone. It's, it's pretty much gone. I feel like I don't even, like they're floating. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. It's like out of body experience. I know. It, you know this, okay. So what is this? You know, am I tricking your mind? No, I'm using angels. I'm not like using, you know, the thing, using your energy to heal somebody. That's not what I'm doing. I'm asking the angels to come in go right into where that humerus plugs into the cartilage surface of your um, upper axial skeleton. And they love that surface. So I just, Focus that vibration right there. And when you match the vibration of a pathogen, if you match that vibration, you match it, it explodes. And that's all Roy, uh, Raymond Royal Rife from back in the 20s. Mm. We're almost done here. I really want to get you way down the road, but um, this is the sort of thing I do find many times we need a little assistance because it's been around a long time and you came in with it. Just like your daughter, you know, she came in with us. So uh, I, I, on my website, it's a humanengineer.com. We do these free calls on there. I would recommend coming on some of the free calls that we're getting ready for this class. The class is coming up. I think it's the end of June. If you really want to get rid of this permanently, you can do uh, this crazy unknown shift is on. That's a program I do where I have as many people who sign up with all their crap get on and we just treat everything at once. And then I go through individually and do stuff like we just did with your shoulders. Let me just finish this off for you. And I think you're going to be way better <laughs> that fast yeah yeah you're going to be that's going to really help you i believe and let's have you take a little breath in and a little breath out both of your heart channels are closed and this is from a life of having a life like you've had so i'm going to have you both and i could show you all this but i don't have time i've got to start work here shortly so we're just going to fix it for you is that okay yes Okay, so close your eyes, take a breath in, breathe out, relax your mind best you can. <clears throat> and you're going to bring to mind where your heart is in your body. Your heart's in there beating away. We know all about the heart. It's an amazing organ. We could talk about that for an hour. Um, and so you're going to fill your heart with compassion. And it's compassion for yourself. Yeah, that empathy for yourself. You both have a lot of empathy and kindness for everyone. You have children, you have families, you have followers, you have all this stuff that you have this kindness for. What does that feel like when you turn it inward towards yourself? That same level of uh, kindness and empathy and care and love and mercy and leniency. Right in the center of your heart, that kind heartedness, that uh, tenderness, you know, your daughter doesn't feel well. You want to go rub her back and, and hold her and, and love her. What does that feel like for yourself? Right in the center of your heart. 
Now you may feel this because this is just, you know, all I'm, I talk to you. So your mind has something to follow, but it's these angels that I uh, bring in and they just fill your heart with this vibration of compassion for yourself. Uh, only, you know, what you've been through. I mean, your listeners know, <laughs> I know a little bit about it. Listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> I know too much about you. Uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, many more things that you, that you've gone through. So you can have the most compassion for yourself more so than anyone else. And that love, and mercy and kindness. And this time we stop being so hard on ourselves. I'm going to have you change that vibration over to uh, appreciation. Things that you appreciate about yourself, things you cherish about yourself, things that you have a high opinion of. Gratitude, things that you're grateful for, things that you prize. And you know what I'm talking about. It's all these little things that we do, and we kind of look back at the end of the day and say, yeah, I'm glad I did that. It's an appreciation and a gratitude uh, towards yourself. And it's a vibration that your hearts haven't felt in a while because we're busy, right? We got people to take care of. We got podcasts. We got all these things, kids, family, all these things. So it's that gratitude and appreciation for who you are and who you've become in life. And let's have you take a breath in and a breath out. And there you have it. Now your heart channels are open. You're going to feel better. You're going to have uh, better access to emotional states and higher access to love. And most importantly, joy. I always say joy. You know, everyone's like, what's the most important thing in life? Well, love obviously is, but then right behind it is joy and having fun and bringing that vibration of joy and putting a smile in someone's face, having a smile on your face. You know, it, we're just, gosh, especially in this country, we're just, we've lost our, our, our way with joy. You know, it, it's sad. It's sad to see that, mm -hmm. they, that they've brainwashed us so much that we can't even uh, smile at one another and, and do that without jumping up and down. Oh my God, you don't have a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> just so over it you know oh thank you for that you're welcome and that's all on the website go to the website uh, anybody listening go to the website plug in your you have to plug in your email you may have you have a chance at a mouse house uh if you don't like all the emails you know it's my team behind me doing all this stuff i would never do any of this if it wasn't for other people in my life i just just it's not me i'm fine on the hill i'm a hermit you know i just don't it's just not what i do but your intention is felt. I, I tell Shanna all the time that the one thing I love about our guests is that all of them, that their intention is so felt and you can, you can feel yours as well, that you do it because you care about people. So thank you. And thank you. yeah. And thank you for sharing what you have discovered, you know, your gift with others so that they can find their gift and spread it as well. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah. I love what you guys are doing. I love knowing more about you than you, me. <laughs> Funny, this last class I had, this woman came to the class. I haven't seen her in over 10 years. She was, used to be a client. She was one of the ones 10 years ago was like, you know, you got to teach this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And she yeah. heard me on some podcast somewhere. And so she showed up out of the blue and it's just like, you know, Hey, thank God for these podcasts. Thank God for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing because people can't find the truth out there. Our national news media is completely controlled, as you know. Yeah. It's all brainwashing. That The truth yeah. is completely obscured, obfuscated, and they don't want us to know what's going on. And it's sad. And so we have, you know, you guys doing what you're doing. This is such a beautiful thing. All these other podcasts, I'm, I'm so impressed with it. I didn't even know this world was out there. Well, and you know what? They don't want us to know that we have the power to heal ourselves. Yeah. Well, and now we have angels. And now we and have angels. angels. Yeah. You seem like a super fun teacher. Like you're just you. I love that about you. Like you're funny. You're sarcastic. Like you're not all standing up there trying to be all like straight intellect like you're, you're all of it you're like street smart spiritual smarts book smarts uh angel smarts <laughs> it's, <laughs> like it's a show it's not a class it's a show and it's a funny fucking show you know i'm my you know everyone has these great spiritual sayings and all this wise wisdom mine is i'm done when there is no fun and i mean that uh, if it's not it. fun i'm out i want nothing to do with yeah. it i can't i, I can't I, tell I, you how no, many I, seminars i've walked out of the, the, in the in the first few hours uh, by noon i walked out of a eleven thousand dollar seminar once by noon the first day i was just like are you kidding me this is such baloney and boring and yeah lies and just crap just garbage this is a marketing scheme i'm not interested in that i want everybody who has come so far no one if someone asks for the money back by the end of the first day by noon it's guaranteed now who does that nobody does that that's how much confidence I have, this knowledge that I've, I've come across. And 
It's really yeah. a blessing. It's angels got behind me. Awesome. Like, yeah. So where yeah. can our listeners find you and learn about your programs and everything that you offer? It's all at ahumanengineer.com. Everything's on there. A lot of people are like, oh, how can I get some help from him? You, you can't call me and get in to see me. I'm just booked solid forever. I don't know how the hell I do this stuff sometimes, but <laughs> these programs are the best way. It's four one-hour sessions. Um, it's amazing. You don't like it after the first, after you get treated the first day, the first hour, if you don't like it, you didn't get no help, you get your money back. I'm a no bullshit guy. I, I don't, you know, this is not a game for me. This is serious. I love it. I put your money where my mouth is. These four one-hour sessions are are gonna blow people out. I mean, we I did this years ago. I'd have 50, 60, 70 people on. We had absolute miracles, crazy stuff disappearing. Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, arthritis, bursitis. You go A to Z, uh, all of it, you know, and and just disappearing. Um, but we just weren't ready. We didn't have a team. Uh, it was it, it was just pandemonium. But now I have a team behind me, and they take care of the emails. Good for you. Notes. That's so awesome. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. Joy. Uh, spread that joy out there. You know, but, you know, put, put a smile on somebody's face. You, you'll, it, it, it spreads to everybody around them. And gosh, it fills your soul. If it, that's soul food for you, you know, we, that vibration is so key right now in, in these times. And there's nothing better than putting a smile on somebody's face who wasn't expecting it. You know, it's just, it warms your heart, warms their heart and everyone around them. You know, it's, it really is. And especially in these times, I think uh, joy is, you know, love's the most important thing. I have no doubt about that, but right behind it is that vibration of joy. You know, let it shine. Awesome. Thank you so much. I apologize that I didn't brush the back of my hair for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go brush my teeth before the second person. So I'm right there with you. you. Thank you. We'll talk to you you soon. Okay. Take care. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you both. Take care, Shannon. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.